invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. You are so lucky that you tuned in today for Song of the Soul because our guest is Kristen Graves. If you've not heard of her before, you'll wonder why not. With an awesome, moving, soulful, inspirational voice and song lyrics to match, she's been the Connecticut State Troubadour. She volunteers a few months a year as part of a nonprofit called Simply Smiles, and she founded the faux Just Be Nice political party back in 2012. What's Not to Love, as Kristen Graves joins us via Skype from Connecticut. Kristen, I'm so glad to catch you today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. And I say catch you because you're here and gone. You've been in the studio recently, and after a couple shows, where are you headed off to? I'm headed off to Oaxaca, Mexico. And you can elaborate on that. Not everybody goes to Oaxaca, Mexico. So what are you doing? Sure, sure. Well, my husband and I have a nonprofit. He runs it now completely, but we have this nonprofit organization where we work in Oaxaca, Mexico, and we build children's homes, we build schools, we do all sorts of things in that area. We work with health clinics and do a bunch of different things. We support a community of about 3,000 people, and I'll be heading down there for about a week or so. We're actually going down to give the director of all Mexican operations the week off. So we're going to fill in for her, and she gets to have a week of sleeping in, which I think will be lovely. So I'm really looking forward to the trip. And do you ever take a week for sleeping in? I do not. I have been thinking about that more now that <laughs> you know, I'm coming up on my birthday here. I'm going to be 35, and I think, man, I'm, I'm tired. I haven't slept in in a really long time. So, no, one of these days I will take a vacation. I've heard they're pretty great, so I'm looking forward to one. So that project down there, you and your husband have collaborated on and are filling in on, is that Simply Smiles? That is Simply Smiles, yep. Simply Smiles was uh, truly formed, I guess, as a 501c3 in 2003, but we really started working together even before that, as early as 2001. So we've been doing this for a really long time, but yeah, that's Simply Smiles. And folks, the website is simplysmiles.org. You can find out more about that. So Simply Smiles is one organization that you're connected with. And recently we had an election, and it was not a nice election, and it's not a nice follow-up to the election either. But back in 2012, you established something called the Just Be Nice Party. Tell us all about that. I did. 
Yeah, the, this election season has been particularly brutal, in my opinion, and it's been hard to watch and hard to kind of witness just as the last week has unfolded. And, you know, it's true. In 2012, I started this joke political party called the Just Be Nice Party because I thought that race was particularly hateful. And I had no idea what was coming down the pike for 2016. So if only I'd had some foresight. But with that, the Just Be Nice Party is merely a reminder for people that because you don't agree on a particular political ideal or candidate, it doesn't mean that you have to hate a person who disagrees with you. I think this country and this world are made up of a lot of people with unique opinions. And I think that that's a great strength that we have as a global community. I think it's important to give value to thoughts that are different than the ones that you happen to have and happen to hold and believe in. And somewhere along the way, that has gotten lost in the last few years. And this election in particular, it has become more hate-filled. So the Just Be Nice Party is that reminder. You know, we can bring people together. We can all be in the same room. And we can have civil discussions and talk about different ideas and talk about different ways we think we can make things better or different, and doesn't have to be hostile, doesn't have to be angry. And I have, to date, passed out over 50,000 Just Be Nice stickers. So we have a lot of people who think that way. Their voices just might not be as loud, uh, maybe. And so I'm working on kind of amplifying our voice of kindness. And uh, with that said, the Just Be Nice party, we have our own website as well. If you go to ChristianGraves.com, you can click on Just Be Nice. You can also just go right to thejustbenicesparty.com. And what it is is it's a website of small nonprofits that are doing great things in the world to make a tangible difference and make this world a better place. And whether they be animal rights organizations, women's rights organizations, environmental action, just regular old humanitarian organizations, they are all doing great things and they can be trusted because they have their boots on the ground and they're small enough that they are involved in a community. So I feel like just drawing our attention and putting our attention on people that are doing the work, that are getting up every day and working really hard to make this world a better place. They were going to be doing that work regardless of who won the presidential election. And I think that's an important reminder for people. You know, our work continues no matter who's in the Oval Office. And we set out to do the best that we can do and to make this world as wonderful of a place as possible every single day, regardless of who the leader of this country is. So mm -hmm. I think that the Just Be Nice Party is, I'm hoping, can contribute to keeping this world a kind place. So I think, folks, you're getting a little bit of the drift of what Kristen Graves is like. There's simplysmiles.org, and there's the Just Be Nice Party. Do you don't have, you know, the Grimace Party or the, you know, the Grimace website or, you know, the Scowl, the Scowl Group or anything that you're part of that that isn't part of you, I don't think. Not yet. You know, it's very funny. I describe myself as a hopeless optimist because I just, no matter what is going on, I can't help but search for the silver lining. And sometimes it actually annoys me because there are times when I would prefer to just be able to like wallow on the couch and curl up in a ball. And unfortunately, my brain is not wired that way. And so the way that my thoughts always lead is, okay, how can we turn this into an opportunity? How can I make sure that I'm doing the best that I can do and just bring people together and, and do the work? And Sometimes, you know, I wish that I could be a little bit more pessimistic, but 
that is just not in the cards for me. At least not right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll have a huge personality shift someday. But for now, I continue on. <laughs> and part of that is that you channel so much wonderful spirit, so much of your optimism or your work, which seems to be a, a large part of your life, your world healing work through your music. How about starting us off with a song? Sure. So my song about hopeless optimism is a song actually ironically entitled Cry, Cry, Cry. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I can see it ironic because it's kind of, it's really a pretty upbeat song. I would call it right. up, upbeat blues if you, if there is such yes. a thing. <laughs> I can also imagine Janis Joplin singing this one. Shall we go right into it? Let's do it. It's a live performance of Cry, Cry, Cry from Now Ain't the Time for Tears. Of course, this song was his favorite. It's called Cry, Cry, Cry. <laughs> Ahead. Hadn't slept in years, trouble's leaving me a wreck Listen to my sad song, this is what she said She said, baby, you gotta cry Yeah, you gotta cry, cry Went up the road to see the preacher after another restless night Still hadn't shed a tear Still I wasn't right He heard my confession I hope for something wise He said, baby, you gotta cry Yeah, you gotta cry, cry So I called my mama She always knows just what to do Took one look at me and asked Honey, why so blue? I said, you and daddy know me she said, baby, you gotta cry Gotta cry So I sat at my piano, played my saddest melody And walked my baby to see if I'd found any sleep Told him about all the others He said, I agree, let it all go You gotta cry Yeah, you gotta cry, cry Oh, I had one last chance I knew who to call Rang up my grandma Cause she knows it all She said, baby, don't you ever change You were born to smile and just like that I cried, oh, just like that I cried, yeah, just like that I cried, oh, just like that I cried. Thank you. Wonderful song by Kristen Graves, her website, kristengraves.com. That was her song, Cry, Cry, Cry. 
I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, folks. I just love Kristen's music. I've just discovered her. She was visiting home in Wisconsin from Connecticut, where she now lives. And someone else, a locally friend of mine, connected me up with her music. And it's just such a thrill to find a Yankee. I I, I don't think we're Yankees in Wisconsin. To find a Yankee <laughs> Green Bay Packers fan, uh, just something. And cry, cry, cry. So were you raised in an optimistic home? Was this this hopeless optimist that you are? Is this rooted in your family? Is it religious, spiritual? Is it because of your husband? Is it because you live in a beautiful place in Connecticut? Where does it come from? I think it comes from all of the above, honestly. You know, I talk about my parents often, you know, and the the injustice that I see in the world and the kids that I work with through Simply Smiles you know, I wish that they had been and that they are being and that they would be raised in a home as loving and as supportive as mine. You know, not every parent thinks it's a great idea for their kid to go out into the world and become a folk singer, let alone think that I'm the greatest folk singer that ever lived, you know, which just asked my father, you know, he's been quoted as saying such. Um, and I think it just comes from, you know. <laughs> He's one of those guys. And, you know, my mom cries every time she sees me share the stage with one of my heroes because once I stated this is my dream, this is what I'm going to go out and do, it instantly became their dream for me as well. And I think every kid deserves to grow up in a house that supportive. And following that, I went to a college, did the same thing. You know, it completely supported whatever path you wanted to attempt to take. And then from there, you know, I started volunteering and meeting kids and adults who have overcome so much in their lives is so inspiring. There's no way not to be grateful and be excited about, you know, the opportunities that you have had and the ways that you can potentially impact the world, you know, and my husband has that same outlook. He sees people that we support as just these wonderful people in our community and as a part of a stronger world that we all want to be a part of. And so I think, you know, all these things kind of have added up to force me into optimism. You know, the cards were stacked against me ever becoming angry. <laughs> uh, what was your religious spiritual upbringing? Well, I grew up going to church as a kid and St. Olaf College is a Lutheran college, but they kind of embraced all kinds of uh, what's the right word? Kind of a parallel celebration of all religions, basically following the golden rule, you know, and that was kind of the way that I was raised, even though I was raised in a church, basically it was the whole do unto others idea. And at college, it was the same thing. And I actually, in addition to being a music major, I was also a religion major and a business minor. And in the religion department, they were amazing. And you ended up getting to study all the world religions, which I really, really enjoyed learning about. Because in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at that time, you know, this is in the 90s, and in Northfield, Minnesota at that time, there really wasn't a huge amount of religious diversity, at, lo at least not outward religious diversity. So to learn about all these different beautiful traditions was a really remarkable thing. And I was super grateful for that experience. And of course, my favorite class was the religious pluralism class, because I 
well, I like thinking that everybody's right. This is, again, back to the hopeless optimist. And I had an amazing professor for that. Anantanand Rambachan was his name. And uh, I think he's still teaching there, if I'm not mistaken. And he was just an incredible, he was a professor of Hinduism and then also religious pluralism. And I, I looked up to him very, very much. And, you know, I really... I think that that idea of, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, is what has kind of been my basis for everything that I do and going into starting a nonprofit and and working to try and just bring people together through folk music. I think that those are all just further outreaches of that idea, of that belief. Yeah. Well, I did notice on your upcoming shows that you're doing. Let me see. There's one at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation. Let me see. There's, I saw one at Congregational Church, Lutheran Church. You clearly go along a lot of religious and spiritual. And then there's house concerts. I mean, I am not one who thinks that you have to have all your spirituality packaged up in a church because often that's very difficult. But the fact that you get to go to all those venues and the New Jersey Garden House, house uh, stage and to starfish camp and vanilla bean and all these places it's really a sign that your spirit is flowing and fits in many large containers well thank you yeah i mean for the most part i will sing pretty much anywhere and i don't really have any hard and fast rules about what types of churches i'll sing at or what types of churches i won't sing at however i do make it very clear that i won't be censored and so you know i for lack of a better phrase, I preach the idea of inclusivity and being kind to all people and never turning your back on any type of person, no matter who they are or what they stand for. And so if there are churches who tend to discriminate, they probably don't want me coming. <laughs> so um, the churches you... that I sing at are usually quite open. They're, you know, they're affirming of all walks of life, of all types of people. And so, you know, I do sing at a lot of churches. I sing at a lot of theater-type venues, basically anywhere that people can come together and listen and we can share music together, you'll find me. (laughs) Well, I found you here today, and so we want some more music, so share it. What do you want to do next? Great. Well, I think, you know, as we've talked a little bit about the Just Be Nice Party and as we are going forward, you know, the phrase that I have been using at my shows since the election, because there are millions of people who are incredibly disheartened, the thing that I've been saying to people is, you know, it is, it's up to us and it's always been up to us to stand on the side of justice. And so, in my opinion, we are on the brink of a kindness revolution. So I'll suggest that our next song is Demand. Here it is, Kristen Graves and Demand. Met an old man on the subway Yesterday he said, now that I'm gray, no one cares what I have to say Back in my prime, I fought hard for what's right Kids these days are too afraid Yes, I started a revolution with my own hands Wasn't blinded by illusion, I took a stand Yes, I started a revolution, did not back down It was time to demand On my way home, I felt changed and a little crazy When you realize life's a game You're not the same 
got the incredible good fortune to have Christian Graves with us here today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. That's O-R-G like an organic, not commercial. On that site, you'll find 11 and a half years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find connections to our guests. So you can find kristengraves.com. You can find simplysmiles.org, the Just Be Nice Party com and more connections cd baby where you'll find eight of Kristen graves recordings and there's other places too but you can find all those links via her kristengraves.com site also on our site there's a place to post comments and we really prefer two-way communication i'd love hearing from you please post a comment when you visit also on the site, there's a place to donate, and that's how this 100% full-time work is supported. There's myself and an assistant who produce this program, and the way it's funded is not through corporations, and it's not through government. It's because you, the listener, believe in it. So click donate when you come. Even more important, though, I'd say, and I'm sure Kristen can echo this, local media is so important. So please support your local community radio station, the kind of stations, 27 of them nationwide, that carry 
carry these programs that I produce, that we produce for Northern Spirit Radio. So please start first by supporting your local community radio stations. Again, Kristen Graves here. She's out in Connecticut, raised in Wisconsin, finished off in Minnesota, and then migrated over to Connecticut. I see an eastward tendency happening there. But you've been situated mm-hmm. you've been situated for a long time in Connecticut. How long have you been there? I have. I've been here a little over ten years, and you know I've moved around the state a tiny bit. But in general, it's a pretty good place to be a folk singer. You know, um you can tour around quite easily. Getting to the next city is usually a forty five you know what I mean? you you drive for forty five minutes and you're at an entirely new market of people. So that's kind of nice. And you can cross like three states in like two hours, you know. So it's it's kind of crazy compared to growing up in the Midwest where everything is so far, so far away and so spread out. Other than that, the proximity to the big cities, to New York City, to Boston, those are all really great places to kind of be around. Just a lot of different diverse cultures and diverse people. And I really enjoy that. We just listened to Demand and it's from Now Ain't the Time for Tears. I love the song. I love, of course, I love your energy. I love your voice. You've got such a thank you incredible voice. It conveys such soul. I think that the hopeless optimism you talk about is conveyed through that. It buoys me up, even when you're speaking of singing in a minor key. It still has this (laughs) upliftedness to it. So the revolution that you want is this revolution of kindness. I think. I mean, that, that's I what do. I say. In the aftermath of the election, you talked about people being distressed. Did it at all dawn to your niceness? Um, no, because I feel like now is the time more than ever. You know, the sometimes it can feel like there are things being said, right, that are hateful, full of bigotry. That it's a little bit, it can be hard to take and it can be really hard to watch. And what I've decided is that the most defiant thing that I can do is stand in front of an audience and sing about hope and get everyone to join in and feel more positive than they did when they walked in the room. And that, to me, is a huge act of defiance. And I am choosing to sing louder and strum harder. And I feel like that is the best way for me to react to actions of hatred and statements of bigotry, and I will continue to do those things. And because of that, because I've seen people, you know, come in the door with heavy shoulders, and then I see what happens to their physical energy as we join together and sing songs together or as I perform some of my own originals, I see them physically change. I can see their body chemistry shift. And when people are leaving the hall after the show, they're different people. They have a different outlook. And so because of that, I do feel like this kindness movement or this just be nice party needs to stay on course more than ever before. I think I think we're more needed or more necessary. You are such a gift, really. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you share some more of your music with us? I would love to. Well, you mentioned a minor key. And in addition to Simply Smiles working in Oaxaca, Mexico, We also work on the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation, which is in South Dakota. And I've spent the last eight years working on that reservation in addition to the work that we've been doing in Mexico. And about five years ago, I started a music camp out on this reservation. 
And that's been a really, really wonderful thing that I do every summer, and I just love being there. And in spending time with the elders, I've learned a lot about our nation's history that I didn't learn in my textbooks. And one of the things I've learned about is that when people were placed on reservations, especially in this particular community, children were taken off the reservations and put into boarding schools. And these boarding schools were to serve as a way to Americanize the Native Americans, to Americanize the Indians. You know, we have a lot of prep boarding schools out here in Connecticut. I know we do throughout the country. It was not that style. It was not that type of school. This was an abusive situation. These children were not treated with respect or dignity. They were beaten and they were abused in many different ways, verbally and physically and spiritually, actually. They were not allowed to speak Lakota. They were not allowed to practice any of their traditions. And in fact, Native American religion and culture was illegal until the 70s. So this is something I had never really learned about in school, but I learned about from being a part of a community of people that were willing to teach me. And so uh, this next song, Long Gone, is just about the strength of the human spirit and just how amazing I think the folks are who survived these boarding schools and survived basically having their culture be outlawed. And now they've come through the other side and they continue to be proud of who they are and what they believe in. And I just think that that's a remarkable testament to the strength of the human spirit. So that's what this song is about. This is called Long Gone. Oh, they say that I'm long gone. Oh, they say that I'm long gone. But I know and I see my world keeps haunting me. So I know I ain't long They say I lost my song Oh, they say I lost my song But I know and I sing All my life in my melody So I know I got my They say it's my last dawn Oh, they say it's my last dawn But I know where I'll be In the spirit world so sweet So I know this ain't my last dawn they try to tell me that God is on their side They try to tell me that I ain't worth the fight Try to tell me this is eternal night But I know the gates will open wide They try to tell me this is for heaven's sake They try to tell me I am a sin and shame Try to tell me I am the Lord's mistake, but I know I will not break. Oh, they say that I'm long gone. 
that I'm long gone But I know I'm like waves on the sea Never again will I roam free So I know I ain't long I count myself a lucky duck, and I hope you're all feeling the same way. Fortunate to have here today for Song of the Soul, Kristen Graves, her song, Long Gone, long of deep and persistent and strong spirit. Of course, related to the native reservations far to the west of where you are, but there's others closer to you. I was just uh, preparing for one of my Spirit in Action interviews with some folks who are working with Maine's Truth and Reconciliation campaign because the same things happened to the various tribes around there, the five different tribes where their kids were carted off to these schools. And as recently as the 1970s we're talking about, so this isn't just 100 years ago that we're talking about this attempted destruction of culture and spirit. So I did that. And as a matter of fact, just a, a maybe a month or two ago, I was interviewing a woman named Paula Palmer. She's trying to bring uh, accountability and acceptance to the groups that supported the Indian schools and s- supported this work of our government to take children away from their homes so that they could be adapted into the invader's life, if you will. I, right. I say that negatively, but they might have been motivated actually by compassion, viewing that the alternative was for people to just be wiped out. You know, that that's a scary enough alternative. But it still was a, a complete desecration of the spirit. And so you can listen to my interview with Paula Palmer, and you'll find the one on Truth and Reconciliation on the My Spirit in Action programs coming up uh, within a couple months. But anyway, your song was long gone. And again, the title of the CD it's from, Now Ain't the Time for Tears. Uh, That name of that CD, I think, fits your spirit. That is there a time that you find particularly appropriate for tears? Oh, sure. I do think there's always a time. I just think that for the majority of people who listen to my music, we are not yet at a point where it is time. I think it's time for us. You know, the majority of people who listen to folk music are white, liberal people. You know, that's the majority of my audience. It is not a time to be dismayed. It is a time to stand up. And I spent early October, I was invited to be a part of a social and racial justice music festival called Many Rivers to Cross, which was held down in Atlanta. And I was one of, I think, three white performers. The rest were all black or Latino or Native American. And the entire conversation was based around racial justice. And there are people in our communities and in our world that are hurting. And it's hard. It's hard for some people to live this life. Me, as a white woman who lives in Connecticut, my life is incredibly easy compared to the way that many people are profiled and live in this country and in this world. And I think the message is partly for myself. You know, there are days when I might feel overwhelmed or overworked or overtired. And I just think, you know, now it is still not time for me. You know, my life is not hard. My life is challenging and it provides some interesting conversation from time to time and some interesting new lessons to learn from time to time. 
But ultimately, it is my time to stand up as an ally for many different communities who are marginalized in this country and in this world. And, and my privilege is that I get to stand beside them, you know, and get to know people of different backgrounds, of different cultures, of different faiths. And I think that that's a really remarkable position to be in. So I do think there is time for tears, of course, you know. But I think that for the majority of us, I think it's important to look a little bit deeper and say, is it really time? You know, do I really need to be mourning this? Or can I see this as an opportunity for growth and for change and to take a step forward more deeply into what I truly think, what I truly believe. So, And you channel that so beautifully through your music. How about another song? Thank you. Yes, yes, of course. You know, the one of the songs that I sang at Many Rivers to Cross is actually the song that kind of got me invited to the festival in the first place. I had met Harry Belafonte a few years ago after playing at a music festival that was honoring Pete Seeger, who I had met the year before that. So I've been very, very fortunate in my folk music career to meet and sing and perform with many of my heroes. And Harry Belafonte had heard this song, and because of that, I was invited to this festival. And the song is called The River Song, and it is inspired by the Missouri River, which many of our brothers and sisters in North Dakota right now at Standing Rock are protesting to protect. And they are standing beside the river basically to keep the water clean and to keep the water protected, which is a really remarkable wonderful thing that they are doing. And the reservation that we are on, on the Cheyenne River Reservation, which is just south of Standing Rock, also is bordered by the Missouri River. And the Missouri River serves as the only water source on this reservation, as well as on Standing Rock Reservation. So obviously the concern for people is that putting a pipeline, which is the Dakota Access Pipeline, below the Missouri River puts many populations at great risk of contaminating their only water source. And so these folks are standing up not only for themselves and for their children, but for people who live downriver. The Missouri River serves as a water source, not as the sole water source, but as a main water source for about 17 million people. And so these folks that are standing at Standing Rock are standing up not only for themselves, and for their children, but for millions and millions of people and their children. And this song is my love song for the Missouri River because I think it's one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And I wrote this song years ago, actually, before there was even a whisper of this pipeline. And so because of that, there's a real innocence, I think, in the song. But uh, yeah, here it is. This is the river song. Down to the river I can find peace and comfort and hope can shine down to the Pushes me on, black 
voice you just heard is Kristen Graves, website kristengraves.com. Lots more links to other things she's involved with on the nordenspiritradio.org website. Song of the Soul, she's sharing what better song for a song of soul than the river song. Truly a love song to a river. And you are so soulful when you sing. Sometimes I feel like you're Janis Joplin singing, and sometimes you have the same energy as Tracy Chapman other great luminaries. So I suppose I are, you know, something more like a decade ahead of, or something close to that in any case. Where does your musical influence come from? The folk music tradition is not as large in your generation as it was in mine, and I'm 62 and you're 35. Right. Well, first off, thank you for those comparisons earlier. (laughs) That's very kind. I'm very flattered. My inspiration for songwriting basically just comes from what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing in the world around me. You know, I'm not a very disciplined writer. I try to be, but I'm more kind of a bolt of lightning writer. You know, there's an idea that will kind of stick itself in my brain and I have to sit and write it. Otherwise, it kind of escapes me. And that's kind of the way I've always written. Well, inspire us some more with your music. I love the way that with joy and determination, you move us forward with music. What's next? Sure. So one of the songs that I wrote a couple years ago was actually inspired by and for the kids that we take care of at Simply Smiles. You know, we take care of thousands of children, and I love them all. And I think they're all amazing. And while I don't try to step in and be a parental figure for them, I do try to make sure that they know we have their backs and we will help as much as they need from us. And so I think the next appropriate song is a song called I Will Be Here, which I wrote as a lullaby because I think every little kid deserves a lullaby. So this is theirs if they need it. This is I Will Be Here. sweet eyes Sleep so soft And if you should cry
Affirmation, I Will Be Here. It's from Kristen Gray's recording, Slow Down, beautiful lullaby and a comfort to the heart. I think many of us just need to have that played to us sometimes when we're feeling down and down. <laughs> yeah, that's it's such a beautiful song. Sure. I need to have it played for me sometimes too. You know, it's, it's very funny. I think one of the bottom lines of songwriting is you need to write the music that you would like to hear. <laughs> so on certain days I write certain types of songs and on other days I write other types of songs. It all depends on what I needed to hear in that moment, you know, whether it be a song of empowerment or a song of peace. And I, I always find that very funny to find comfort in your own music, but I think, well, that's why I wrote it. So I, it's probably okay. <laughs> it- is your husband Brian? Is he a singer too? Does he, do you actually get someone to sing to you? He is not a singer, though he does sing every morning in the shower loudly <laughs> so that I can hear him. So <laughs> he he usually he tends to stick to Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan's catalogs, and that's how far his repertoire stretches. For the most part, every once in a while he'll bust into a totally random like classical opera song that he maybe knows a few phrases of just to throw me off because he thinks that's hilarious. I like to tease him about that fact, but Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, clock's running out. One last song. How can we end off your song of the soul, Kristen? Sure. Well, you know, above all, (laughs) I know I've stayed hopeful this whole time and I will continue to be. With that said, I do think it is our job to also remain realistic. And so This song, for me, has taken on an entirely new meaning since Tuesday, and so I think that one of the greatest things that we can do 
whether it be your love for country, love for humanity, love of the world, is to stay vigilant and hold your elected representatives accountable. And I think that that is going to be an important role of the American citizen for the next four years. That's just my opinion. You know, people might agree or they might disagree with me, and that's fine. You know, I think it's important regardless of what party your representatives are from, I think it's always important to give them feedback and let them know how you feel because it's an important reminder that they work for us. And so this song is my letter to our government. I wrote this about, I think, maybe six or seven years ago when I was very frustrated just with the lack of anything getting done in Washington. And this is a song about reminding our officials to kind of check their pride and check their egos at the door. And so I think it's maybe appropriate for us to end with this one. So this song is called Dear Mister. So we finish our visit with Kristen Graves with Dear Mister. Kristen, it's such a joy to get to know you. I'm glad that you started from Wisconsin. And Connecticut is so lucky to have you. I guess a couple years ago you were the state troubadour for two years. It's true. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) And they're lucky to have you. I thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for blessing us with this rich, uplifting music. Well, thank you, Mark. It's, it's been really a joy to talk to you. Track Kristen Graves down at kristengraves.com. A great big thank you to Andrew Jansen for major production assistance on today's show. Look for bonus excerpts out on northernspiritradio.org that we couldn't fit into this broadcast. Here it is. We'll play you out with Kristen's song, Dear Mister. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. So this song is called Dear Mister. Dear Mr. Congressman, I'm writing you today with so many questions I hope that you can say. You're working hard and feeling really tired after actually doing something today because I, I can't take it anymore of your breaking down. No, I, I won't take it. So put away your pride and get working. And he did not kick me out of his office. Dear Mr. Senator, I'm trying to understand why Fear and hate are the tools of your command Maybe this year you'll make less of a mess And actually callous your hands Because I, I can't take it Anymore of your breaking down No, I, I won't take it So put away your pride and get working And Mr. Governor, you're only human you act like you answered to no one Well look now, we're asking questions If I were Neil Young, I'd ignore you By singing la, la da da la da da dum dum Oh, I'd sing la la da da la da da dum dum Dear Mr. President During your campaign I thought you could start the sun And stop the rain Please stand strong Please work hard I'll do the singing for change Oh, I'll sing La, la, da, da 
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song